Hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gymnasium with me, XFL Jim, joined by the one, the only, the roulette oracle himself. It is Chase Lupine Fiasco Sesums. What's up, man? Ooh. It, it sounds like you did some L-I-V-I-N in, uh, in Las Vegas, Jim. I lived it up. I lived the rest of my February all into three days. So I I'm, will be taking the rest of the month off today, tomorrow, <laughs> and uh, whatever day. The first couple days of March, I want to take yeah. them off. There you go. There you go. You got to be in good spirits and good health when it comes to March Madness and everything. Exactly. And, like, the, the chunk of the XFL season is here. Uh, for those of you not in the know, me and Chase did just get back from Las Vegas to check out the Vipers, just to enjoy the city of Las Vegas as hot, a whole. Hot, sunny Las Vegas <coughs> with absolutely above, no I humidity. I don't think it got above like fifty-five at the highest. At and, the uh, highest, and it was it was kind of rainy and miserable a little bit. Some well, especially some game day. Time. Especially game day. Especially, especially game day. Game day. It was, yeah, but uh, it didn't matter. It's not like we did in any of our living really outside except for the game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a good trip, man. It was a really good trip. It was awesome. We got to check out casinos that I don't usually go to. Shout out South Point. Uh, that place was magical. We went to the their the yeah. Coronado Cafe for their little Twilight special. I'll tell you, that is a kick-ass uh, $6 steak. That is a yes. kick-ass. Well, not only just six. Well, we, figured, we decided it's not a $6 steak. It's like maybe like a like a three or four buck steak. And then you have like a couple dollars worth of eggs and like a dollar worth of potatoes. And yeah, it's probably like at most a four fifty for the steak. Yeah. Good four fifty steak. Really good four fifty steak. I'm glad they had steak sauce with it though. Yeah, dude, that place was like just the amazingly right amount of scuzzy. Like I loved it. Loved it. Also, I'm pretty sure the roulette table we went to there, no minimum. Yeah. Which we uh, managed to uh, beat it up at that uh, at that roulette table too. That was fun. That was a great way to start the trip. We I... went bananas the first night. <laughs> we went hard. Th- we went hard night one. We went ho- yeah. very hard night one, and then Friday we met up with the with friend of the show Scott Bowser, yeah, Vegas Vegas alum, who's just like leaned into like. This is this is the guy I'm gonna be uh, for my life, which is a uh, uh, aging uh, like mid level mobster. Like it, it's a good look for him. It is a really good look for him. I'm glad he's gone with the pinky ring. It's a complete Dude, the, outfit. The emerald pinky ring set it off. Fun fact: uh, you know when you're in high school, you get senior rings. You know some people do. So <laughs> I was one of those people, and um, yeah, uh, the school colors were like blue gold uh i figured i'd be cute and uh i'd get my i get my birthstone i got emerald so i used to have this big green ring like it looked a lot like the pinky ring that scott had i could have gotten a purple one i guess because it was my color would have been amethyst that would have been a very uh that would have been a very like pimp kind of ring yeah you know if i would have gotten would... a pinky ah now i kind of want to go back to high school and maybe like yeah get it for your pinky don't get yeah, it for your size it size it specifically for your pinky yeah get the pinky ring but let's talk a little xfl week 2's in the books starting off we have the battlehawks taking on the sea dragons with the battlehawks once again coming from behind to win it 20 to 18 so how do they one, keep doing it i don't know but i keep taking battlehawks <coughs> Battlehawks to Poundtown. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got the 
I got the Battlehawks to uh, to cover this week with AJ McCarron. They looked a whole lot better. They looked they did look a, way better. A lot better. Seattle looked a little bit better. Kind of still exactly the same, but mostly a little bit better. They looked like a better version of what they were in week one, but they still had all the same issues just against what I would say is probably a better team. It looked like the playbook was opening up. It looked like they were doing a lot more in the passing game as opposed to just those like rub route with an out route, rub route with an out route. Like that's all they did the first game. And this one, like it seemed like they they opened up the, the playbook a little bit more for Danucci. And they didn't they didn't sub in Montez to kind of ruin the flow of the situations. Ben Danucci still had a pretty good game. Nineteen for twenty nine, one ninety six, two touchdowns. Yeah, but AJ McCarron, man, he just made all of the clutch passes. Him and Hakeem Butler connected on a really long pass for a touchdown. I think my early season take is that uh AJ McCarron down at half is the best quarterback in the league. Maybe yeah, the best player. Maybe the best I'm, player in the league. Absolutely. Ah, I'd say Derek King in the second half will give him a run for his money. I don't know, dude. I would say overall, with his passing ability included, AJ McCarron down at half is the best player. Okay. All right. I like it. I like the the way that you framed that for history and everything. That's pretty good. I like for it. For now. Okay. We'll, we'll have to wait to see how this plays out. But as it stands right now, De- uh, like AJ McCarron down at half, best player in the league. I think the the Sea Dragons are also walking away as the best 0-2 team easily out of the three. Oh. Here's the deal, though. Like, I'm pretty certain the Battle Hawks are the Birmingham Stallions of of the XFL this year. They're gonna play in a bunch of classics, and everyone's gonna think they're a little bit fraudulent, but they're gonna go on to win the whole thing. Yes, I think that's exactly how that shit is going to go down. I'm calling it right now. I could, I could very easily see it. As someone who owns a Battle Hawks future, I, I'm fine with this narrative. So after week two, who do we think it is? Like, it's. I, I think everyone's assuming Battle Hawks Roughnecks probably. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, I, I haven't seen anybody in the South. Well, the Brahmas. Roughnecks Brahmas is going to be a, a It'll be Roughnecks Brahmas, and then it'll be Battlehawks. And at See, the moment, DC is looking like the team to beat. That, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I think Battlehawks DC is your most likely, your most likely two out of, out of the North. The way it stands right now, like things could shift so drastically. Whoever knows? It's true. I mean, it looks like uh, you know, uh, what's his name at uh, at Orlando was ready to uh, wave his entire team and just bring on an entire new team of players uh, and onto the Orlando Guardians. We'll get into that one later, but they seem like they're in a whole mess of a situation. Someone tweeted at me that's like the Orlando Guardians are the Pittsburgh Maulers of this year's XFL, and while. I could see I could theoretically agree with that. I don't feel like they're in as much chaos and turmoil as the Maulers were last year. Yeah, no one's been waved over just some bullshit. Yeah. <coughs> that we that we know of. Yeah, they haven't had the issues like before the season even started. But the Battlehawks are a good team with flaws. But the fact that they're doing this on the road back to back, if they win in week 3 and come into St. Louis undefeated, it's going to be lights out. You've said that they're they're already opening up like the upper bowl and everything for season tickets, right? Like it's yeah, gonna that, be all the white all the way live in in St. Louis. You could very easily see a sold out crowd. So the Battlehawks, oh, there won't be. There's gonna only gonna be one undefeated team in the North after next week because they play the Defenders. That's gonna be a really good game. There's actually a lot of good matchups for next week because I feel like the teams like the way they're playing out in the season. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot like going on. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Game number two, the game we were at, 
Yeah. DC Defenders at the Vegas Vipers. DC walks away 18 to 6. Um so Chase, I, I have thoughts. I, I expressed my thoughts in a in a preview video coming in a recap video coming out tomorrow or Tuesday. Oh, excuse me, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, what do you think of Cashman? What do you think of the environment? So here's the deal. Um <coughs> Something about that baseball stadium might make that the worst venue in in the XFL. Here's I, the, I agree. Here's the thing, too, is what I think happened to us, we didn't consider, is if you buy, like, second-row seats in a baseball stadium, like, you're not going to be able to see the most of the field. Uh, because yeah, we could see shit. You had, like, gigantic human beings who aren't, like, right under you, right underneath there, because that's not nowhere near where the sideline is. They're way up there standing in front of the sideline. So, like, I could only really see, like, a handful of plays. And then the ma- big screen was, like, way out in, like, center field. And the, the screen was by big. By big, I mean not big at all. It was, like, I could barely tell tell, tell what was going on. So, I mean, there wasn't a ton of people. The, the viewing wasn't optimal the people who were there were excited people uh, there it, were awesome uh the, so the crowd size was apparently like six thousand. yeah um which is small but then you have to take into account cash only holds ten thousand people that's true that's true i mean it looked like there was a pretty good sized crowd whenever we were there uh if some of them left early i can't blame them uh in the slightest because it turned into a fucking monsoon yeah, it turned the weather got really, really bad, and uh, you saw that in the level of play. There were kickers slipping all over the place, players slipping all over the place. I'll tell you, I, that, I'll, this is uh, this is a point in the in the Cashman column, which is I had probably my most fun of the weekend uh, heckling children as they attempted to throw a football uh, into a net through a hole in a piece of of wood, and I shotgun to Zoa. You shotgunned an energy drink. You did. I w- had my civil rights trampled all over uh, because they decided that I wasn't good enough for a Zoa or a can of Zoa. Like you just like ripped into like a f- fucking filthy animal with your teeth. Yeah, they must have had like an intern or something managing the booth, just giving them away. And then their boss came over and was like, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to be giving whole cans away. Yeah. Yeah, literally you were the last one to get one. And I was Damn right. there like, I wanted some energy. I like energy. Nope. The game was fun. Stadium was like, it was, uh, the atmosphere was fun. But like Chase said, the viewing experience isn't fantastic. No. Uh, if you, if is- you go to a game, just get your, do yourself a favor and get yourself like halfway up top of the, top of the row, like top of the section. Yeah, like go, you'll have, a, you'll probably have a pretty good view at that point. Uh, I would also probably call this the sloppiest game of the weekend. Yeah, in terms of play and also in terms of uh, how the, the field conditions came out. Uh, congrats for DC. They like Similar to the Battlehawks, they have like this whole second half thing. But I think the difference is it's not as much as a second half comeback mechanic as it is a vibe shift of when they put in Derek King. Yeah, I, it's because Derek King is the best athlete on the field in the XFL currently. But you and, look at the stats, uh-huh. zero passing yards, zero pass attempts. Yeah. Yeah. Only four rushes for 32 yards, but he takes the eyes and the effort of the defense. It's just yeah. such a totally different vibe when he's yeah. in. Yeah, you have to <coughs> you have to devote somebody like else to 
stay like spied on the quarterback because you can't rely on that defensive end not to just like crash and take the bait every single time, you know. Uh so yeah, man, like he he completely changed it. Like they started running like crazy. The zero pass attempts, like is it troublesome? Sure. But it's also like, did you really want him to attempt any passes at, at that point whenever they were moving the ball just fine and like it was wet and gross out there? I mean, they had 229 rush yards. Yeah. No need. Like, no need. Abram Smith, Jordan Tomo even rushed for 68. Armstead, like, as they stand now, they're probably the best running team. Yeah. Especially with King in there. I think this is a situation where the defenders could play both quarterbacks throughout the whole season. One thing I saw clearly was uh, Luis Perez get popped. That's uh-huh. one of the thi- one of the things that I saw. It makes me wonder if that's what it- maybe like he got hurt whenever whenever uh, that happened, and that's why it was Brett Hundley for the rest of the game. Or it could be they were just planning on going with Hundley for the rest of the game anyway. Well, I know that like they they sought Hundley out. They wanted Hundley. So I don't know the team the the Vipers looked good in the first quarter. And then just couldn't do a damn thing the rest of the game. I don't know if that's Huntley's fault. I don't know if that's the play. I don't know what that is, but they looked way better in week one than they did this week. Yeah, Huntley didn't just seem to have any sort of like vibe or connection with anybody like in his receiving core at all. Which makes like, sense. It, He's only been here for like three weeks. Yeah, whereas Luis Perez, like you could see it. It seems like like people just got wise to the easy stuff that, that their offense can do. Like if you don't cover this, they're going to get this reception every single time and so like now that they've changed like i don't know it could be the play calling a little bit but i i would expect more from that defense but i also think that dc with Derek king is going to be a buzzsaw for anybody like i'm kind of wondering what happens if they let Derek kings take all the snaps i don't know maybe you'll just see like a total option team yeah like but him as a change of pace works pretty damn well too i think i think it works very well because like for the defenders like Tomu through the air, yeah, he only had 93 yards, but he still rushed pretty well too. Like this, I I think playing them both might be the the play until you lose a game decidedly, and then just like fuck it, shit off, shoot it off the pot. You have to make a decision. Yeah, kind of like kind of like you saw in the USFL with the Generals, where they were playing both quarterbacks throughout. Yeah, yeah, and then they finally were like, okay, it's uh, uh, what's his name. They went with Perez, baby. Yeah. Game number three, we had the San Antonio Brahmas versus the Orlando Guardians. And just, I want to get the positives out of the way first. The Crown Orlando actually looked better than I thought it would. Looked pretty good. Yeah, it looked decent. That's a big, big place to have a a football game. So I'm kind of impressed at the the amount that they they filled it out. Uh, So I have a feeling that was the end of the positives. Yeah, Brahmas win 30 to 12. Uh, The Guardians, like... You saw it week one as well. The Guardians' defense holds together and and for like up to a point. Yeah, but the like they can only do so much when the offense is doing literally nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like Paxton Lynch, uh, you know, we saw some quarterbacks uh, take a step forward this week. It seemed like, uh, and Paxton Lynch was not one of them. I um, so okay, I will shit on Paxton Lynch with the best of them. Yeah, he had a lot of drops. Those receivers were dropping a lot of good balls. I, it makes me think that in practice, they're not even used to him getting them off clean. Um, Maybe like that's uh, that might be the issue. But like, I will not, I will not put the entirety of this game on Paxton Lynch. Yeah, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? DeAndre Francois 
doesn't necessarily look much better. I never know. Like, let one of these other guys start. See how Dormade or Francois do as a starter. You yeah. put him into these situations that are already shit. Yeah. Like, when, they, when it's like, it's obvious that you have to throw the ball to get back into this game, and that's what you're going to do every single they, down. And they started with a, like, their run game looked better than the Brahmas to start out with. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, Jack Cohn, uh, we owe you apologies. I was wrong. I was wrong on Jack Cohn. He's <laughs> fucking good. Jack Cohn's good. The Brahmas, like, week one had the best rushing attack out of all yeah, the man. games. Their rushing attack got yeah. shut down. Jack Cohn went... 165 yards and three touchdowns through the air, and he ran for 23 yards? Come on. Dude, dude, come on. All right, <coughs> fucking Heinz Ward and Joey Porter, hell of a job. Hell of a job so far. They've looked, they look like the best, like, all-around put-together team. team. Best balanced team when I'm talking on offense, like, between running and passing. When I talk about on defense, like, they're not lagging there either. They've got a monster. Yep. They've got a pass rush that's just as good as Houston. Oh, dude, their defensive front is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's They might be the best, like, the best constructed team in the XFL. I would not. Point. I I assume the best outcome for the XFL itself would be, like, a San Antonio-St. Louis matchup. I think so, too. I think that's two two great cities for uh, for a finals too because they're be gonna, the, they're probably going to be the two that lead in attendance. Yeah, it'd probably be the two that lead in attendance, and the game is in San Antonio. Oh yeah, that would be real lit. It's gonna be it's gonna be lit. Yeah, and I don't ever use the word lit. That would be real lit. I think the Brahmas are a great team. Uh, that week one loss is that's that's Battle Hawks magic. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, because they looked good in that game too. But like, yeah, Jacko looks all the Guardians. I don't know. The way I approach the Guardians is they have a lot of pieces that individually look good. Like, they have yeah. good players. It's just not all fitting together. And I think the Guardians will be similar to the last Florida team we had in the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah. Where you're not going to see this team come together till about week five, halfway through the season. I suspect they clean it up and then start actually playing. They probably won't make a playoff run, but they might ruin someone else's shot. That's true. That's true. Now I'm, I'm pretty interested in watching this Brahmas team. I kind of want to like start peeking at the, picking at the uh, uh, futures and seeing like how much movement they've made because they've got to be either first, second, or third choice, right? I you got to be putting them like third in my opinion. So let's see if we can find XFL futures real quick. Okay, I got them right here, Chase. Okay. Battlehawks at plus three fifty. Okay. Renegade still six to one. Defenders plus three hundred. Brahma's eight to one. That's okay. I might take a flyer on the Brahma's at eight to one. I, that's what I can get them at here too. I yeah, think eight I to might. one. That's a good. That's a good get. I might. I know. I was talking that. with Scott. He asked. He texted me asking for his pick from the north and pick from the south to start the season. And I rolled with the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks, and I'm liking that so far. But you might if might double down on the on the right. on the, the Brahmas. This is what I'm seeing right now: DC plus three hundred. <coughs> Don't love it. Houston plus three twenty-five. I mean, you could have gotten them better to start the season, so don't way take better, this. way better. Battle Hawks plus three fifty. Same thing. I've got them locked in at a way better price. Exactly. Uh, Arlington plus five seventy five. They've started to float, but they haven't floated near far I, enough. Dude, I do not trust 
the way this team is – until they make a change, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big Drew Plitt guy, I think. San Antonio Brahma's plus 800. Love it. Sea Dragons plus 900. That's one that I wouldn't even mind taking another fly, flyer. No, on. they're the best 0-2 team by far. I think they still have – like, they have all the pieces, and I think once they once Josh Gordon – if – it's still that if. If Josh Gordon is there, then bam. Yeah. If, Vipers ten to one, Guardians sixteen to one. Guardians could be, might as well be like thirty two to one at this point. Yeah, it's they could be sixty yeah. to one. I wouldn't take them. Uh, Vi- Vipers, here oh, we got a question. What do you? Yeah, think we got Vipers? Vaz coming in late. What do we think the Vipers' main problem is? I. Um, it's hard it's, to say. It seems to be cohesion on offense, like. Nobody seems to be like in the right spot. Like the it, there's a, a matter of like the pass protection a little bit because it seemed like Hunley, Perez, all those people, all those quarterbacks seem to be just like I don't know, running for their life a little bit. Yeah, offensive uh, line did not play that well this week. No, pre- there's no like presence of run game either. It seems. Yeah, the, them, and actually a lot of the teams. Still lacking on that run game a little bit. There's only a couple teams that are only really able to run the ball right now, and it seems to be like the Brahmas and the Defenders. The Guardians, even this week, did pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, like, the Defenders and the Brahmas are the two that stand out as actually having a good, cohesive run game. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I really like the pieces that the Vipers have. I really think it's a matter of them just kind of gelling with either behind Luis Perez or Brett Hundley, whichever yeah, one it's going to I be. Think, I think they just had to, like... You saw it this week. So last week they really just went with Perez and they looked better. Yeah. But they still kind of fell apart late in the game. If you if they, want Hudley, just just go with him. Just start him, put him in. That's your guy. You can't – unless you're doing a system like the defenders are doing where you're using the quarterbacks in different ways. Yeah. You just got to stick with one guy. I'm Yes, I, I completely agree. I think when it's the two-quarterback system, you have to have the, the two, like – conflicting styles of the what these guys do this this guy does this the other guy does that you know like one runs the other the other passes i mean because there's still like deception that you can get off of that because like you can ha- bring in the guy who's supposed to pass and then what do you do you run with them whoa yeah, and the, if you're in like you a know. defender situation both of your guys like theoretically tom who's also a good runner and well, yet to be seen but Derek king's theoretically a good passer as well so like yeah it could be the thing where they, they start keying in on the pass with her, but whatever, we talked about that game. Um, exactly. Yeah. We're on to okay. the last game now. We got the Arlington Renegades taking on the Houston Roughnecks with the Roughnecks winning this one 23-14. It was the Texas throwdown. <laughs> <My> <laughs> I tried to get through it. I tried to get yeah, through it. Yeah, I know. You were so close. You're I so tried. Close. My boy had a lot of darts at the roulette oh, table. Oh, I had so many darts. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Um... And when he was winning a grand at a slot machine. Oh, God. I don't know if Drew Plitt's the guy. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. They seem to get a little bit of something going with Cole McDonald, but I'm not sure if you could. Oh, I, oh I, so you're talking about the Roughnecks. I was talking about the, the Renegades. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Cole McDonald is coming in for the uh, the uh, Renegades. My bad. Uh, yes. No, Drew Plitt does not look like the guy. <laughs> Who do they have behind Drew Plitt? It's, it's your boy. It's Kyle Sloter. I'd be interested to see. I I just want to see him. We haven't seen him at all. I I don't know because like going into the season preseason, I thought the Renegades would have one of the top run games yeah. and like rush attacks in the game. Yeah, they haven't shown it. No, they haven't. 
They haven't shown and, much of anything, quite honestly. I mean, all their scoring, most of their scoring has come from the defense thus far. They managed to put the offense together a little bit this week. Um, Two touchdowns, baby. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> We're getting through it. Yeah, look at you go. Look, this is this boy a warrior. I um, just think if you if you include Kyle Sloter, you have that built-in connection with uh, what I'm going to say is probably the best player on your team, especially the, in your passing attack with Sal Canella. Yeah, that's true. They played together last year in the USFL. The Sloter Canella connection is strong, very strong. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's probably time for a change. You're, you, you're early enough in the year where you're really not going to screw anything up. I don't think. Uh, if you just go ahead and say this is Kyle Sloter's team, like he, ha- unless he's just been really bad in practice, like he's just not getting it, and we're not seeing it. If there's that, then yeah. But so I'm looking at it, so. Houston ran five more plays, but outgained them by 120 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Silver looks – he looks okay throwing the ball a little bit. You That's know, the Brandon but, Silver experience, baby. He looks, like, fine. Yeah. 14 <laughs> for 28, 173, two touchdowns. They kind of just – they use Cole McDonald like DC uses King to only really affect the run game, which doesn't make sense to me because – McDonald ran a run and shoot style offense. Right. Right. I don't know. Like they're they're another there's like half the league is still trying to settle on a quarterback, I feel like. Yeah, and I think what it's gonna come down to is that if you have a somewhat elite defense, you can probably go ahead and pencil yourself in for the playoffs. Right? Yes. Yes. So at this point that that means that it like squarely puts Houston, San Antonio uh, and DC in the playoffs. Yes, the the best defenses. Houston, I think, is a step above the others. Their defense seems to be really, really good. Yeah, it's a little bit more complex, I think. Um, I feel like their offense is only going to get better. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think the two de- other defenses in the North aren't really <laughs> all that far off. the The Battle Hawks have actually like stepped up and made the stops to like win a game. And but the thing is, the Sea Dragons haven't necessarily done anything to lose a game. No, I don't know how they just keep losing somehow. Yep, yep. Oh, there's there's Eric right there. He wants King freed. I don't think we see it next week. I think we still see the dual quarterback system. I just don't know. For the for the Renegades, I feel like you have a lot of good pieces. You should have a way better run game. I don't know why you don't. Yeah. I don't know if Drew Plitt's the guy. I see Uncle Rico wants Vegas stories. Should we just tell him about our first night in town? Yeah, let's just go. I mean, that's the XFL. Like, any other main takeaways? I liked hearing three. There was two F-bombs. Shout out, shout out to Andrew Francois. I'm going to play that one right now. All right, Sit belly left. Act two. Sit belly left. Shut the fuck up, y'all. Listen. Act two hot. I you're not getting that. You, you're not getting that belly left. You're not going to get that belly left. That's what he says, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Also, oh, man. Uh, the wheeze before the cough was like yeah. Next, also, we next had uh, we had a Brandon Silver's on like the sideline being like, I don't know what that fucking shit's about. Right. I love right. the players mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. But Vegas, baby. So Thursday, Vegas. So we we were there Thursday to Sunday. Chase, you were there at what like two p.m. Yeah, got that. It got there at like uh, I don't know, like right before. Right before the uh, big that wheeze sounds terrible. It's, bad. Uh, it's real. It's not great. Uh, right before the uh, big uh, ten game started, so like I managed to get money down on uh, Penn State money line against uh, against Ohio State. Cha-ching. and basically just hung out in the sports book waiting for Jimbo to show up. 
Uh, and then Jim arrived, and things got instantly uh, more cooler. Uh, let's see. I, I talked up this one slot machine. Yeah, uh, I got in at 11. So I get in at, like, 11-whatever. We get our room set up. And then yeah. Chase shows me to his little honey pot slot machine. Yeah, I was like, listen, man, I think I found, like, a little honey hole slot machine. And so we sit down. We're there for, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes, and I hit it for, like, 500 bucks. Um, from there, we go to the roulette and we turned that. Oh wait, we went to uh, Reef, the old Reef. Yeah, we went. To, uh, we went to Reef to get those amazing cookies next. Those amazing cookies and a uh, fierce some, animal funk. Yeah, some fierce animal funk variety. So after that, uh, yeah, we we ate those cookies. We did the fierce animal funk, and then we went uh, went down to the tables. What hit hit a bunch on the uh, on the old uh, slot machine, then turned that into even more, way even more. Uh, at the old uh, roulette table. Well, uh, so I think straight from the slot machine, I think by then it was like 1230. Yeah. So then we hit to South Point because we did that the, the first night. I think, yeah, but, I think that's – did we hit the roulette at Circa first? Yeah, because I hit okay. that too. To that's right. You, we hit it both. That's right. That's right. Because actually I left my like wad of money in the hotel. That's right because we I'm cashed only taking, out. Yeah, and I'm only taking this like one hundred dollar bill to uh, to South Point to pay for our, our badass six dollar steaks, and then we hit the roulette table there. And I don't forget, don't forget my little. So we get to South Point, which I had never been. Chase had never been. Outskirts of Vegas, basically, huge yeah. ass casino. Yeah, like super like early '90s like uh, carpet kind of floral. It was like walking um, into a time machine. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It was beautiful. We go to their diner, the Coronado Cafe. Shout out. They do the Twilight Special. Yep. At six dollar like steak. Two a, starting at like two AM you can get a six dollar steak. Uh and eggs. Shut up, Eric. What are you fucking calling rookies here? That place is great. Place place is fantastic. Then we find a roulette table with no minimum, knock it dead there. Oh, don't forget I had like a dollar seventy five shrimp cocktail too. Oh, he also had the the <coughs> It was a real fixer-upper of a shrimp cocktail, Uncle Rico. I'm not going to lie. That might have been what actually got me sick. That, that's that's actually hepatitis you have now. Yeah, it could, I could very well have caught something from the uh, very cheap shrimp cocktail. The only thing I wish we would have gone to, but yeah. I was very tired, is – uh oh, yeah. Eric, It's those are those are our people. South Point is fantastic. That yeah. place is lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I wish I would have gone to the bowling alley. That would have been I, – I would have rolled a few frames with you. Um, that would have been fun. Yeah, but then we came back, so we somehow – money, and then we went to bed. Yep, and then night two, we hook up with Scott Bowser, go to – what was the – the Palace Place? Yeah, Palace Station where uh, – Palace Station, that's what it was. Pal- Palace Station where O.J. Simpson committed the armed robbery and kidnapping that landed him in the Nevada uh, Department of Corrections. I thought you was a straight shooter, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I phrased that wrong. When he went to legally reclaim sports memorabilia that had been stolen from him. Yeah, he was legally recla- reclaiming it while exercising his God-given Second Amendment his, right. Yes, yes, yes. God, yes. And there's so many guns in Nevada. I love, I love that stretch. Whenever we drive between Fremont and the Strip, that stretch where it's like dispensary dispensary gun shooting range guns liquor guns, store dispensary, liquor store titty bar it's like yeah, yeah. all right it's the great part of non-gambling vegas 
Yeah, yeah. It's, sure. it's the part where you gamble with your life every day. We need to we need to go to that place where you can shoot like ridiculous like you know fifty cal automatic weapons. Yes, next time we should. Yeah, we should. And then Saturday we go to the game. We kind of just we sleep in, watch Arkansas Alabama in the sports book. Have a good time with that. Thank you for yeah. covering Arkansas. That was the largest sports bet I ever ever placed in my life. Arkansas uh, covered. We go to the game. We go to Cashman's, which is in a. It's pretty close to downtown. Yeah. Not, not a great area, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I stand by that. I, maybe they couldn't have sold alcohol, but I stand by they should have played at Bishop Gorman. I think that would have been a way better environment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a pretty nice football field. Pretty nice I football. think it holds more people, too. That's, I mean, it's about as, about as good as, like, a lot of, like, small college stadiums. Yeah. Um, what did that, got rained out, went back, and I lost all my money. On uh, on Saturday night, you know what's funny is I was thinking about this. Like of like the four times that you and I were at a roulette table together, only once did you leave with less money than you came with. Like every time, yeah. Every like, time I went by myself, I lost a bunch of money. You got spanked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I let you down. I should have learned. I should have learned. Yeah, I'm glad that we both put that together. The whenever you came back in after your last trip to the roulette table. Like I, you were heading down to like cash some tickets. I was like, I bet she's gonna hit the hit the roulette table, and then you were back really quick. I was like, oh, things either went really well, really fast, well, or really bad, really fast. I had the rest of my money, about twelve hundred bucks, down on the table, and then I was like, okay, I see where everyone's putting their money. I want to go with the vibes of the table. I put basically everything down on twenty. I'm either <laughs> walking away with zero, or I'm walking away with like thirty five grand. Do you remember how close was it? How close was it to 20? It was pretty close. I think it was like, it was like, it was like two numbers off. I'll have to check my, I'll have to check my wheel and see where 20 is at. Cause I'm pretty sure it landed on nine. Oh man. Let me see. So I, I'm glad we can laugh about this now. Cause I have a feeling like we would not have been able to, if I was at the table with you, I would have been, I would have been devastated. Yeah. So let me see. Let me see a picture of a roulette wheel. Okay, where is 9 in relation to 20? There's 20. No, it's not. It's two it's three numbers away. So it's it's like kind of close, but you know, not that close. All right. Yeah. No, it was a good time. It was a good time. I I, I had a blast. I managed to pretty much, you know, not spend any money um thanks to a couple of good sports bets in the roulette table <coughs> and a $500 Kickstarter for my honey hole. And that's really all we did this entire weekend. Yeah. Rouletted and sports bet and drank. Damn and fierce fucking a- right. And fierce animal funked. We, we got funky. We got very funky. Yeah. I got nothing else, Chase. I got nothing else either, and I've got an Iowa State uh, West Virginia game to watch. Nice. I will let you hit that up. That will be the gymnasium, folks. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.